You are Locked On Jets, your daily podcast on the New York Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It is Wednesday, February 7th, the year 2018, and I am John B. from gangreennation.com. You can subscribe to the show on either iTunes or Spotify, and if you do so, we'll deliver it to your device each day whenever a new episode is posted. And you can listen at your leisure, whether it's on your commute, whether you're going for a run, whether you're at the gym. You can do it, you can do it at your leisure. You play, play the show whenever you feel like it. And if you enjoy it, please leave the show a good review in iTunes. Appreciate those of you who have done so. Well, the big news in the NFL is Josh McDaniels, who the Colts announced as their new head coach yesterday, and everybody was expecting it. It was widely reported that McDaniels was going to take the Colts' job, and then he went ahead and did to the Colts what Bill Belichick did to the Jets 18 years ago. He backed out of the job. Uh, which is a, a really surprising turn of events. I mean, there had been some rumblings over the last few days that McDaniels was having second thoughts. Uh, Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk uh, was a guy who was right in the middle of that. So you know, give credit to the reporters who gave you that information over the last few days that maybe this thing was not such a done deal. McDaniels is a guy who has spent eight years trying to restore his image after a truly disastrous stint as head coach of the Denver Broncos where he did not even make it through two full seasons. Um, it was ugly and McDaniels had done a good job up to this point. He had gained respect. He had been a guy who really was waiting for the right opportunity for him. You know, he wasn't just jumping at the first thing. He it seemed like he had really taken some time to think about what he had done wrong in Denver I mean, he went in there, he alienated a lot of people, including his quarterback, right off the bat. And, you know, he was a guy who was, in, was having success as an offensive coordinator in New England. He helped develop Jimmy Garoppolo. And eight years of work is pretty much down the drain. Eight years of work trying to restore his reputation is pretty much down the drain. Um, really, you know, even though there were indications over the weekend, it's very surprising to see this happen, and it's really just ugly stuff. McDaniels just, just comes off looking awful in all of this. Um, apparently, um, the, Adam Schefter said that in 40, the last 48 hours, Robert Kraft, the Patriots owner, uh, began making a big push to keep McDaniels, and then uh, Schefter also indicated that... <laughs> He said he got a text from one league source. That's Kraft putting it to the Colts again. He will forever try and expletive that place ever since Deflate Gate, which. And that's the New England Patriots for you, you know. And I don't want to get sanctimonious because cheating is widespread in sports. Every. You know, it's been going on. It's, people have cheated in sports for decades. And, you know, I, I'm sure you f you'll find that within history, almost any team will have some point where they've broken the rules. What sets the Patriots apart, though, is that they act like the victim when they break the rules. It's, I mean, isn't that incredible? You know, if you get caught cheating, you say, all right, well, you, you accept your punishment in, in sports, and you say, well, you know what, we shouldn't have cheated. The Patriots get, get angry that they get caught. I mean, it's just unbelievable the way this organization operates, and... You know, I think you, you want to know that's I think that's one of the things that's one of the reasons people dislike that franchise so much. I mean, yeah, there, it's, there is some degree of jealousy, but just the way they act, 
you know, who acts like this? You ch- you get caught cheating, and you act like everybody else is wrong. I mean, give me a break. Get out of here with this. And, you know, McDaniels, uh, just, I mean, some incredible stuff. The Colts actually started hiring coaches. They're coaches who signed contracts with Indianapolis who are now stuck there without the guy they were going to work for. And the Colts are left in a tough spot now because – McDaniels had clearly left them with their the impression he was going there, so they could have been spending the last few weeks finishing their coaching search, finding somebody else, and now they got to interview guys and essentially say, well, you have to keep McDaniels as assistant coaches in this spot and this spot. So really, just ugly stuff all all the way around. Um, McDaniels, there were also reports that McDaniels was not um, necessarily motivated by Bill Belichick's status, you know, once this was announced, a lot of speculation came out that maybe McDaniels, maybe McDaniels was in line to receive the head coaching job in New England. Maybe Belichick was leaving because there had been reports over the last few weeks that Belichick might be on the way out. So was it a case where McDaniels found out Belichick's leaving, he's going to be elevated to head coach of the Patriots? Apparently not. And even if it was, I mean, this is not that attractive of a job anymore you want to be you never want to be the guy who replaces a legend you know and you want to be the guy who's everything you do is compared to bill belichick you'll never live up and this job's also much less attractive than it would have been with jimmy garoppolo around i mean brady's still playing at an mvp level but he is in his 40s he's much closer to the end than the beginning It'd be one thing if you had a guy in your, in your 20s like jimmy garoppolo uh, and opposed to, you know, going to the Colts where you have Andrew Luck. Now, maybe we'll find out. And there have been some rumblings. Maybe Luck is not as healthy as, well, obviously he's not that healthy because he missed the entire season. Maybe Luck's health will be a lingering issue, so we'll find out about that. But really, uh, you better, if Josh McDaniels wants to be a head coach in this league again, he better hope he gets the Patriots job when Belichick leaves because he's just destroyed his reputation. for. He's just made himself unhirable to 31 other teams. Now, we had to discuss that since the biggest story in the NFL, but the real focus of this podcast today is to look at a guy who's been in the news quite a bit, and that is your Super Bowl MVP, Nick Foles. And Eagles have a unique situation right here because Foles is not really going to get a chance to be the Eagles quarterback going forward. It's obviously going to be Carson Wentz, the player they picked in the second with second overall two years ago in the draft, and a guy who was playing, quite frankly, at an MVP level, a guy who may have been the MVP had he not gotten hurt. And Foles went in, played really well in the playoffs, helped them win the Super Bowl. I mean, he was probably the biggest reason they won the Super Bowl, his play. This was not a, your typical backup quarterback situation where a guy went in and you know was just kind of holding the fort. He was a guy who went in, went in there and made plays. So naturally, there, there are going to be some questions about where Foles' is next stop, and naturally some Jets fans have suggested that this would be a good guy for the Jets to acquire. And we're going to talk about whether that would be a good idea or not. Now, I think one thing to consider is that if you're looking at this situation, there's really not a whole lot of incentive for the Eagles to trade Foles. I mean, why would you... Quarterback depth is the most, first of all, the most important commodity you can have in this league, and second, the hardest to find. So why would you be willing to give that up? And you, it, it amazes. One of the things that kind of amazes me is how you learn. You learn through situations like this. This, the Eagles season, the Super Bowl that you just saw a few days ago, is the perfect example of why a ba- having a quality backup quarterback is so important in this, in this league. And it's a lesson that's right in front of our faces, and yet. For whatever reason, people 
don't learn the lesson. You know, immediately when Foles, when a guy goes out and plays great as a backup quarterback, the question comes, well, how much can the team get for him in a trade? And it's, well, why would a trade be your first move? You know, having a backup quarterback's really, and the Eagles don't win the Super Bowl without Foles. So there's not really a lot of incentive for the Eagles to trade Foles. Now, this time next year, if uh, Foles, Foles has a, apparently, reportedly has a very unique clause in his contract that if he is on the Eagles this time around this time next year, he the contract will void and he will become a free agent. So that is in the, that that's the kind of thing that even if you were going to trade Foles, it's it, it kind of um, gives you a disincentive because and you might say, well, why is that? He's going to be a free agent. Well, the reason for that is um, if that if that happens. And the contract is not void, apparently, if he's on another team. So, essentially, if he's on the Eagles, his contract's over after next season. If he's on another team, his contract continues for a few years after that. So why would the Eagles not trade him then? Well, because you have to remember, there's a system, the compensatory pick system, that allows you to get draft picks in return for free agents you lose. So if the Eagles play their cards right, they could be looking at a third-round pick in return for Foles. So what are you going to get in return for Foles? I mean, nobody really gives up a first-round pick. I don't think anybody's going to give up a first-round pick for Foles based on a couple games. So what are you looking at? Probably a second-round pick, maybe, I mean, maybe a couple second-round At the end of the day, is the value really that much better than a third-round pick that you'd want to give up your quarterback depth when your starter, by the way, is coming back from a serious injury? So, you know, I don't know how much sense it makes for the Eagles to trade Foles. Now, if they do, should the Jets be interested? And that's really the focus of our show today. And I don't think that there's necessarily a simple answer. If you look at Foles' career, it's been a very odd career where he has the spectacular season in 2013. And he has the spectacular two-game run in the postseason this year. And aside from that, it's a lot of mediocrity. And, you know, a lot of people have... I've heard, I've seen this this said a lot that you know Jeff Fisher destroyed Foles. Foles is a great quarterback. Jeff Fisher, that's not the case. I mean, if you look at his career, it's been a lot of mediocrity. And here's the other thing about Foles is he's been he was a free agent, and there was not. Think of how many quarterback needy teams there are in the league. Not a single one of them offered him a starting. Not a single one of them offered him a starting job. He had to take a backup job in Philadelphia. So. This is not necessarily a case where this guy was such a was a big time hot commodity. You know, this was not a guy who was viewed as a very talented player in this league. And as much as Jeff Fisher has become, it was not totally unfairly. Jeff Fisher has become kind of a boogeyman in this league where he gets blamed for everything. Um, but you know, Foles showed you a lot of issues. Foles' 2014 with Philadelphia was not nearly as good as his 2013. He took quite a step back. His second, you know, the year after his his monster year with the Eagles under Chip Kelly. Now, you can't also can't ignore. One of the things you have to do is you can't just look at the good. You can't just look at the bad. You have to look at the good and bad. So there are negatives to this guy's game, but there are also positives. I mean, look, I think you have to look at the two the two games, the championship game and the Super Bowl, and then that. Of course, he did have that spectacular season. You can't take those away from him either. Now, I think you have to be concerned if you're a potential suitor for him because. You look at what he did between 2013 and those two games, not a whole lot. And the other thing is, history has shown us that playing well in big games does not necessarily mean you're going to go forward and be a great player 
beyond that. I mean, there are plenty of examples of guys who lit it up in the Super Bowl and even lit it up in a conference title game. Two games are two games. And yes, you get more credit when they're on a bigger stage, but you also have to remember that it's not like Foles went out there and was spectacular during the regular season. I mean, he was very up and down during the moments when he played in the 2017 regular season. So this was not a case where a guy really showed he was really was great the whole time. I mean, there was there were quite a bit of question marks for this Eagles team going in. I mean, I, I know a good, Eagle, a good friend of mine who's an Eagles fan who, once Carson Wentz went down, he's like, well, we all know that this, this team's not going anywhere. And even in that playoff game against Atlanta, I mean, there were points where Foles was very shaky. So this is a guy who... You saw what the upside is in the last two games. You know, he lit, up, lit things up against Minnesota. He lit things up against New England. So he's a guy who played great in the postseason, but a guy who's been very up and down during his career. Very high highs and some pretty low lows. So, you know, you're, you're on kind of a roller coaster ride. I think that there are a couple of lessons, though, that get lost in the shuffle when you talk about potentially acquiring a guy like Foles. I think the biggest lesson is not necessarily that Foles is a great player. The biggest lesson can be learned from the Eagles' acquisition of Foles last year. And that's, they found a guy who was not that expensive. They found a guy with a skill set, a guy who they knew personally, a guy who knew they felt would fit in their culture because they knew the kind of locker room guy he was. They saw his skill set. They felt they could work around it. They felt they could work with it. And in the event something happened to Carson Wentz, their starter, a guy they felt they could manufacture some things with, a guy who they could get, they felt like they could get comfortable, a guy whose confidence they felt they could build, and a guy who they felt they could win games with. You know, this was not some big acquisition. This was a small scale move of a guy that who was not valued that highly by the rest of the league, but a guy who they felt they could work with. And I think if you're talking about what you're looking for for a team like the Jets, maybe you're not trying to buy high on foals. Maybe you're trying to find your own foals. Maybe you're trying to find a guy who's not necessarily viewed that highly by the rest of the league, but a guy who has skills that you think you can work with. And you know, another example of that would be their, the opponent the Eagles had in the NFC Championship game in Minnesota, where they did that with Case Keenum. And the big point I'm trying to make here is that, listen, Foles is going to be a pretty risky venture. You know, I don't think you, you know, you can't, you can't just look at the bat. And look, I was, I was very skeptical of Foles. I'll, I'll be the first to admit that. I thought that that season he had in Philadelphia 2013 was a fluke. So, you know, you so, you know, I, I underestimated it. I didn't think they could win in the playoffs with him. I know I'm not alone with that, though. Uh, I know a lot of people thought their season was over once they lost Wentz. With that said, you can't just look at the good. I mean, you know, there's there was a season, you know, which is now you know, four or five years ago where he was great, and then a two-game stretch, and a whole not a whole lot between that. So is this the kind of guy you want to roll the dice with? Is this the kind of guy you want to make a big investment on? And here's the other thing, if you're the Jets. Last offseason, and actually, you know, two, two offseasons in a row, this guy was available for cheap, and you decided that you did not want him. You had a big hole at starting quarterback because you went through the whole Ryan Fitzpatrick saga two years ago. Then last year, you had no obvious choice, and you did not go with Foles. So I think that that opens up some questions. So why, why didn't you go with him then, and what's changed now? Two games? You, you really, And I understand they're two big games, but... 
if you're going to go with Foles, you better understand, you better have a good ex- explanation for why things are different now, and it better be more than just he played two great games. There must have, there better have been something you saw in his skill set that you missed, that you realized that you missed. It can't just be a situation where you you say, well, this guy played great in these big games, so we're going to bring him in because I'll tell you, you lose a lot more than you win thinking that way when you. You you want to buy guys when their value's low. You don't want to buy guys when their value's high. You know you want to, you want to buy low, sell high. You don't want to buy high, sell low. And right now, with Foles, you're buying high. So, I think you, you proceed with. I don't think now I don't think it's necessarily a slam dunk, no. But I think you have to proceed with caution here because this is a player whose value is never going to be higher. And there's questions about whether he can sustain the level of play that you saw because he has been up and down his entire career. So if you're going to bring him in, you better be, you better have a good reason for that. And you better have a good reason to, to explain why he's not going to have the same struggles he had at various points in his career. And you better have an explanation as to what's changed between a year ago when you did not think this guy was good enough to bring in and now, and it better, again, it better just be more than he played a couple good games because any, anybody can play a couple good games. Anybody can. So, you better have you better have a more thorough explanation than that if you're going to do it. So we'll see what happens, and we'll obviously be, obviously be a situation we'll watch going forward. And of course, that's if the Eagles even make Foles available, because there's not really a great incentive for them to do that at this point. Thanks for tuning in today. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast. It's part of the Locked On Podcast Network. If you enjoy the show, options include iTunes and Spotify to subscribe, and please leave the show a good review in iTunes. Hope you have a great Wednesday. We'll be back on Thursday.